Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Got to bring on our Facebook clan, get everybody under the same tent, and then we will officially get this party started. We're excited to talk with each and every one of you tonight, and we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, you and I, just before we went live, were discussing kind of the odd duck that Aaron Rodgers is, and his most recent interview that he gave where he basically said, look, you know, this this whole issue, it's not about Jordan Love. I've, I got nothing against Jordan Love or whatever. Share with the community what your takeaway was from Aaron Rodgers' most recent, you know, viral now interview. Well, full disclosure, I have more important things to do than stalk A-Rod interviews, but I read the gist of what he said uh, on SportsCenter with Kenny Mayne for Kenny Mayne's last show, and he said that he has no problem with Jordan Love, that Love is a good kid, and it's his issue doesn't stem with him or um, anything else that's been reported through the media. The gist of what I got was he realizes, yeah, he's at an advanced age, he's not as young as a Mahomes, let's say, uh, but he's coming off an MVP season, and he still realizes he has a lot of leverage with the Packers. So basically, the selling point of the interview, what I took out of it anyway, was pay me more. I want more money. That's what it's always been about, Chad. It always comes down to dollars and cents. And even though he didn't say it directly, he said it indirectly. He wants more money. He wants Mahomes' money, and I think he's still crazy if he thinks he's getting that. It's like uh, my dad taught me. Nothing rings the bell like money, right? Uh, when you're trying to figure out the who benefits, you know, try and find the bottom line, try and find the financial incentive. And in the case of Aaron Rodgers, I mean, what's ironic about this whole thing is he's already a top six paid quarterback in the league, and he's 38. This thing's not over yet. We're sitting here on May 26th, the post-June 1st cut relief that the Packers could get, not just in a cut, they're not going to cut him, but – you know, the way that would affect his uh, dead cap hit for, for the Packers in 2021. I mean, that's here in less than a week. So, Zach, it's possible by this time next week there will be some sort of a resolution on the Aaron Rodgers front. 
the longer this thing drags out, though, I mean, a week ago, I was thinking, you know, and I said it on this podcast, doesn't feel like Rodgers is moving now. But the longer this thing inches closer, it inches to June 1st, the more it seems like, well, if there was going to be a deal struck, don't you think it would have been done by now in terms of the Packers putting a deal in front of him that makes him feel love to where he's like, all right, I'm showing up. No, because I believe the way they're going to show Rodgers that he's appreciated is by getting him another player to throw the ball to. And that player, I believe, could be Julio Jones. Uh, they restructured one of their players today. They cleared like 2.6 or 3 million bucks in salary cap space. And the rumors out there are saying that they're going to get Julio to pair with Devontae Adams and have Rodgers and maybe incentivize him, rework his contract and make him happy. That's all he ever wanted, I think, is money. He's made $240 million in his illustrious career. He has some weapons on that offense, Chad. He didn't get it done last year in the playoffs as good as he played in the regular season. He wants more money. I think he wants to be satiated with personnel as well, and I think the Green Bay Packers will acquiesce to that between now and the next week or so. Guys, we are super stoked for tonight's show. We've obviously been able to recharge our batteries with the day off. It's another superstar segment. We are excited to talk with Zach Carlson. Everyone knows him as Burn the Guitarist in the chat, a bona fide MHH superstar. We can't wait to talk to him. And then, guys, I'm out of here. I'm out of here for a while. Hopefully, I'll be back Sunday. Might kind of stretch longer. Depends. We're planning on Sunday. But you're going to be in good hands because, of course, my co-host, Zach Kelberman, going to lock it down like he always does. John, a.k.a. Wanna Beast going to be co-hosting tomorrow night for the Mile High Mailbag with Zach. So stay tuned for that while I'm at the hospital welcoming our new baby into the world. So it's going to be a gas. We got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk with Zach of AKA Burn the Guitarist. We're going to talk about also on the other side of that, the interesting details that came to light in terms of the Peyton Manning, Drew Locke, student-teacher relationship, courtesy of Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post. We're going to get to all that stuff and more, plus your chats, your questions. First, though, we got to run through a couple of quick matters of business, starting with saying thank you to Muhammad for the early super sticker. Thank you, my friend. Very cute picture. There's Look, you can see little Malik right there on on the old man's shoulder. Very cute little baby. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope Mama's uh, doing well, rebounding from everything. What is a a traumatic... uh, experience, right? Bringing a child into the world. But thank you for the support as always, Mo, and uh, give our best to your family. I think that lemon may have stepped on a Lego, it looks like. I make the same face. (laughs) Indeed. Appreciate you, Mo. Let me just see real quick, because I know once we get uh, Burn the Guitarist on, I want to keep it with content for a minute here. John, who else do we have that might be waiting patiently? Yeah, let's grab uh, Tanner. Good to see you, Tanner. Wow, Wow. Top Rope Super Chat. Very, very generous. Thank you very much, Tanner. That means a lot, my friend. You've been super, super on fire lately in the chat. It means a lot. Your T-shirt should be showing up any day now. And once you get that bad boy, make sure you send us in a selfie so we can put you on MHH Instagram. Thank you, Tanner. He says, just showing some love. I won't be able to catch you guys live tonight because I got to teach youth group. But I'll be watching after. Hashtag state of being hashtag Broncos for life. Love it, dude. Thank you so much, Tanner, for thinking of us and for supporting MHH and the Huddle Up podcast. And uh, hope everything goes good in your in your youth group. Yeah, that's amazing generosity, Tanner. Thank you so much, and we hope you like your shirt. And let us know when you get it. Also, we got uh, Riley Malloy jumping in, dude. Riley, you've been on fire lately too. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Uh, he says, "My football priest, what's up? Hey, dude, we're just a squirrel 
couple of squirrels trying to get a nut. We're doing our thing, right? We're living the dream, showing up, talking football with our great community. Yeah, of course, figuratively. This is all figurative. And by the way, guys, get your minds out of the gutter, okay? Just like I tell my teenage kids, get your minds out of the gutter. But Riley, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank you, Riley. Um, All right, one more. John, no, two more, and then we'll do matters of business. Zeus. Zeus in the house. Thank you for the congrats, Stu. means a lot, and especially coming from you, the patron saint and OG, the original Super Chat superstar here of the Huddle Up podcast. Love you, buddy. We have to start commemorating him. I want to get one of those Viking horns they play at Minnesota games and have just Zeus. I think it'd be kind of cool. These are good ideas. These are good ideas. And with the uh, amount of love we get from our Super Chat community, we have the means to do something cool like that. So we'll we'll put it in the old uh, brainstorming bin. We'll come up with something cool. Uh, one more here from George as well, and then we'll dive in. Uh, thank you for the super sticker, George. means a lot, buddy. Sneak peek is the, the message on the sticker. George, if you're on Twitter, connect with us, my friend. We'd like to be able to keep tabs and shout you out after each show. But thank you for the support, buddy. I think, Zach, real quick, that's – oh, Michaela, wow. the Duchess. Another top rope super chat tonight. Definitely feeling the love. Thank you, Michaela. How you doing? Hope everybody's doing well in your family, in your neck of the woods. She says, congrats, Chad, for the new family edition. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a boy. I think I've told the story, but I'm not going to do it now. I'll do it another time. But, yeah, we thought it was a girl for a minute because our doctor kind of led us astray. Turns out it's most definitely a boy. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping to welcome him tomorrow. So thank you, Michaela. That's amazing, Michaela. Thank you so much. And your generosity day in and day out is so appreciated. All right, last one, and then we'll uh, come back to the Super Chats. Don't worry. Tom, what's up? Up there north of the 49th parallel. Love you, bro. He says, go, baby, go. All the best, chat. Enjoy the moment. Another Broncos fan. Yeah, you know it's true. I'll indoctrinate him. He'll get he'll get baptized into the orange and blue. You know this. You know this. Um, all right. Real quick, guys, make sure you know how to connect with us on social media, starting with Twitter at HuddleUpPod and our main account at Mile High Huddle. Our producer, who is going to be co-hosting tomorrow night with Zach Buonabeast on Twitter at John K M H H, Zach himself at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad N Jensen. And then also, guys, as far as connecting on social media, follow the podcast page on Facebook. Thousands of you have so far. We appreciate each and every one of you for doing that. We need to continue to bump those numbers, get as many of our listeners over there following and liking the page because we have some big plans for that Facebook page for the Huddle Up podcast, but we can't really roll them out until we beat those numbers up a little bit. So head on over there, like and follow. You can see the the URL on screen, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod, or just open up the app if you have it on your phone. Search Huddle Up Pod. You'll find it. We're going to announce a winner of this week's giveaway. Randomly selected person who's liking and following the page, going to get a free piece of MHH swag. We'll be announcing that this week. So if you want in on that, go like and follow the page. And also, since we're talking Facebook, become a supporter. If you go to the Mile High Huddle page, all right, big blue button at the top, you can't miss it, all right? 95,000 fellow Broncos fans following that page. Click the big blue button. Five bucks a month, you get access to our VIP premium video content, which includes every Sunday at noon, Kelberman's Corner plus the Trickle Zone, and we are we have some huge plans, things that we are this close to rolling out uh, for additional value for that VIP premium video and podcast content. So that's how you do it. Check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, get a hat, get a T-shirt. Again, gang, that's huddleuppod.com. Easy to remember. And if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. These three things, though, 
everybody can do. All right. Make sure you're subscribed, especially if you're on Apple or YouTube or Spotify, wherever you're subscribed, make sure you're subscribed. Number two, like this video. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on Facebook, guys, the only way, no, that's not right. The best way, all right, to help get this content in front of Broncos fans who are out there wandering the desert, unaware that this community is out here waiting to embrace them, like the video. Helps us out tremendously. And then the third thing is the litmus test, guys. If we're doing a good job for you, or at least you respect the effort, share this video out there and help us continue to grow and reach those new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, let's bring on the man, the myth, the absolute living legend, burn the guitarist, as you can see on screen. Zach Carlson is his true name in the house. Zach, we've been looking forward to this this time to get you on here and, and talk some shop. It's finally come. How you doing, bro? It's good to see you. Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing great, Chad, Zach. Absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm always thrilled to uh, be talking uh, Broncos with the boys. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. Now, Zach, I'm not going to betray your geographic location unless you opt to do that yourself. But suffice to say, you're one of our great superstars who exemplifies our little catchphrase we've got going here on the podcast, which is Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Being that you're not from or in, let's just say, Denver, tell us how you became not just a passionate, dedicated Broncos fan, but you're very knowledgeable Broncos fan. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I uh, am definitely broadcasting live from the swamp. That is the swamp, not a swamp. Um, but yeah, so um, I ended up moving around a lot as a kid. Um, so I uh, was living in Fort Collins between the ages of four and eight. 
which is, it turns out is really, really important time for the development of uh, football uh, tastes. And then on top of that, after uh, I moved away from Colorado, um, I ended up growing up in Boise, Idaho. Um, and that was about 2004-ish I moved there. And you'll never guess who is also from Boise, Idaho. And that would be Jake the Snake Plumber, who uh, was really an awesome guy. would always have a uh, football camp um, uh, every year um, in Boise. And I was very fortunate to uh, get the opportunity, get the chance to go in and participate in it. Um, so that was a great, great way. Um, it, was a, it was great to be a Bronco fan already. And it just really uh, affirmed my allegiance to the team. Zach, great name, by the way. You know where I'm going with this by now mm-hmm. at this point in the show. Tell us, will you please, your favorite Broncos memory and your least favorite Broncos memory. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so favorite Broncos memory, it's got to be the Super Bowl. I know it's a cliche thing that everyone says, like, oh, the Super Bowl. Yes, it's the Super Bowl. It was a great time to Which? be a Broncos fan. I loved watching uh, Von Miller strip sack Cam Newton, especially after Cam was, you know, showboating all over the place for the entirety of that regular season. It, it, was, it was fun. Um, and least favorite, once again, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Jake the Snake Plumber. And not only did the man bring us to uh, an AFC championship game that year, we were this close to actually going to the Super Bowl with him. And then we immediately get a quarterback after that. And that did break little eight-year-old Zach's heart uh, when that happened. So uh, that was probably the moment that uh, we'll just live on. Yeah, Jake Plummer's definitely, I don't know, the biggest thing to come out of Boise. It's still an upset. I, I used to know the story. I can't remember what it is now, though, off the top of my head, why he didn't. Uh, signed with Boise State and why he ended up going to Arizona State. But uh, like you, I have a soft spot for Jake Plummer. He's my in, – in my heart, he's my second all-time Bronco quarterback, Elway, Plummer, Manning. People will debate that, Sam, up in the night. But I just love Jake Plummer, man. I love the leader that he was. I love the kind of seat of his pants, never know what kind of play he's going to make. But unlike, say, Jake Cutler and even like Drew Locke thus far in his career – both have that kind of capacity to make a play in a split second, right? That kind of drops your your jaw a little bit. But those two guys, conversely, that same drop your jaw could be a face palm just as easily. With Jake, there was a little bit of that when he was at Arizona, right? When he played for the Cardinals. When he came to Denver, for the most part, Mike Shanahan did a good job of coaching some of that stuff out. So when he did scramble or he had to kind of improvise and make a play, burn the guitarist. Zach Carlson, Jake Plummer found a way to get it done. I love Jake Plummer. So who would be on your Mount Rushmore? If you were to pick four Broncos all time on Zach Carlson's and Mount Rushmore Denver Broncos, who are the four guys? Uh, let's see. For me personally, it would go Rod Smith, John Elway, Von Miller, and Randy Gratishar because he doesn't get enough credit. Good answer. 
Let's take it back to the current times now. Zach, what do you think of the Broncos' offseason? How would you rate the job George Payton's doing so far? And uh, how do you feel about the quarterback situation? I don't want to put you on the spot as either pro-lock or anti-lock, but what do you think about the quarterback battle ensuing between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, so um, in regards to how Payton's been doing this offseason, I've been really liking it for the most part. Um, Obviously, Getting rid of Philip Lindsay, that was kind of shooting ourselves in the foot, I felt like a bit. But we bandaged up the gaping gunshot wound in the foot by uh, drafting uh, Javante Williams, which I have definitely come around on since he uh, since he got uh, drafted. Um, with regards to the current quarterback situation, um, I think Drew's got a lot of potential. Like, just... The guy made so many great throws, especially in that Carolina game, which people like to forget happened, where he was the third best Broncos quarterback to ever play the game. Um, that was that was incredible to watch. If we could get that every week, he would be a, a Hall of Famer, I feel like. Um, but the problem is that consistency. Um, so I I really like Drew. A lot. Um, but I know that especially the, the rumors around uh, have been for uh, Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. Um, and especially for um, Rodgers, I feel like it would be a bit of an upgrade on Drew Locke in the short term at least. And not least, and I know that you can appreciate this, Zach, uh, because I don't trust our offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer. He's just... I don't trust him. And when you have a bona fide Hall of Fame level quarterback coming in from a free agent, this happened with uh, Elway, with um, or what happened with um, uh, Peyton Manning coming in with Adam Gase, right? A a great quarterback will just audible out of whatever terrible play Pat Shermer calls in and be like, "No, we're not doing that against this defense. We're going with uh, something else." Um, so I feel like, uh, that would be, I feel like there, there are ways that we can upgrade a quarterback now, but I'm very happy and very content with, you know, seeing if Drew can actually achieve the potential that he has, which is a lot. Well said, my friend, we got a super chat from Zeus giving a message to you, Zach. That's the second time. Uh, superstar indeed. Appreciate you, Stu. You the man, brother. Um, all right. One or two more for you, Zach. And starting with, of all, you know, this is a young team, right? You got some stars and a few veterans that are new to Broncos country, right, on the defensive side of the ball. But a lot of young guys on offense, some newer names on defense, some guys coming back from injury on both sides of the ball. If you had to put your finger on one player that you are just chomping at the bit most intrigued and excited to see in 2021 once that football season rolls around who is it oh let's see on offense i'm really i'm one i'm stoked to see if jerry judy can kick that drop bug that he had going on his rookie season but i am i'm absolutely thrilled to see javante williams go um just looking at his uh, collegiate highlights and just watching him just maul guys that are trying to tackle him like that's Oh, great, great highlights, great highlight fodder. Um, and then on the defensive side, um, oh, I'm thrilled about Pat Sertain, the second. I, 
I'm not going to say that I'm a big draft person because I'm not. Um, but when people were talking about, you know, first round corners for the Broncos, I was kind of always in the background being like, you know, even when people were talking about Caleb Farley, I was kind of just like, Pastor Town is also a really good corner. Like, you know, maybe we should say less. So I'm, I'm thrilled, especially hearing the way that Vaughn Miller has been talking about him just as a specimen. Yeah. Like this guy should be a, this guy should be an edge rusher with me. But so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Zach, for the sake of conversation, okay, I kidnapped you, I'm holding a gun to your head right now, and I say I'm going to pull the trigger unless you tell me your record prediction for the 2021 Broncos. Go. Oh, I'm a homer 100. I'm a homer 100%. The Broncos are going 17-0 and 0 until they <laughs> There it <go>. is. All right, so if, if I may, uh, I believe that every single game is winnable for the Broncos. You know, like every single game, something can go right for the Broncos or something or the ball can bounce our way in ways that we win the game, even if we are not performing as well as a team. Um, and I do think that we just have a ton of talent on this roster. So, you know, I I don't like to get down and be just like, oh, we're, we're definitely going to lose at least once to the Chiefs, even though we probably are. We might lose twice to the Chiefs. I don't want to be like, oh, we're going to lose to the Ravens. We're probably going to lose to the Ravens. But um, I I personally like uh, looking at each of the games as they come up and be like, we're going to win that game. We're going to win that game. And we're going to win that game. So 17 and 0, that is my prediction. Your life is spared. Love it. Love it. Hey, man, parody reigns supreme in the NFL. I mean, each and every year there's that worst to first story, if not a couple of them, right? Like Buffalo last year coming out of the woodworks. Tennessee the year prior, there's always that team that no one really had 
tabbed as a true threat that ends up being a dark horse that rises to the surface. But Zach, dude, great time talking with you. Thanks for spending some of your evening with us. We're definitely going to want to ask you to come back on sometime between now and when the football season starts. And maybe by then, as we inch a little closer to real football coming back, we'll have some better clarity on how some of these storylines are going to shape up. Is Drew going to beat out Teddy? Is Javante going to really threaten Melvin? It's going to be really fun to see, but thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. Also, dude, seriously, for the last couple of years, however long it's been, the support you've shown to the Huddle Up podcast and to Mile High Huddle, just know from the bottom of our hearts, we really appreciate you, my friend. It means the world to us. And so thanks for, for giving us some of your time. It's a small thing we can do to kind of get – you know, satisfy that itch for us in terms of giving back and also enriching our own lives. So welcome and thanks. And we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure being on. All right, guys, by the way, real quick on Twitter, it's at just see his name on the screen, remove the vowels. That's his Twitter handle. All right. Zach Carlson, Zach with this, with a, with an H that's his Twitter handle at Z C H C R L S N. Right. That's, that's correct. All right. That's correct. Zach Carlson, Burn the Guitarist, you the man. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Burn the Guitarist. I also am pissed. I just, as we just signed off, next time I'll ask him more. He told me the story about his Twitter handle or his uh, YouTube handle. Next time I'm going to ask him to uh, elaborate on that a little bit. But yeah, as you can tell, you know, he's, he's bullish on Drew and Zach. I think, uh, you know, we're going to have some answers on that front here within the next couple of months. It's going to be fun to see how it all takes shape. But I don't know, man. What is it? Is it osmosis? Is it our influence? Almost everyone that we have brought onto this podcast since the season ended <laughs> is uh, Drew Lock supporter, In a, at least in a general sense. They want to see Drew succeed. We're, we're not finding any of the Boo Birds. It makes me forgive him for using the H instead of the K. I'm trying to get him on the correct path to spelling our name. But, yeah, it seems like we're the safe haven, Chad, for Drew Locke supporters. And you know what? Instead of resisting that, I've embraced that. You want to come after me? That's fine. I'll come right back at you with what I believe is accurate about the Broncos quarterback. And I think most of our listeners, Chad, agree with our stances. All right. Well, let's uh, real quick say thank you and hello to Ed Keating. What's up, Ed, on Facebook? Also, accompanying with this comment and question, um, some stars. So appreciate the support, as always, Ed. Hope your family's doing well. He says, what's up, guys? I highly doubt we get Rodgers. This is Locke's team. Hashtag Locke 2021. Let them hate. Denver Broncos for life. State of being. Yeah, we'll see, man. You know, as we talked about, I think it was Monday night. Yeah, well, it was Monday night. Locke himself said, acknowledged that the threat of Teddy and truly having to sing for his supper, Zach, could end up rising him. He already feels like he's busted through to another level that he wouldn't have otherwise got to if he didn't have that competition. Competitive anxiety is a thing. And I think this is one of the things people in Broncos country, even the supporters, are sleeping on how much that can fuel Drew in terms of that true quantum leap. Yeah, and you know what? I wrote an article today about the impending quarterback battle, and I came across a quote from Locke that somewhat stood out to me, and I like what he said here. I feel like we can both bounce things off each other where I don't feel necessarily that I'm the young one. So the competition aspect, having Bridgewater in the building, yeah, Bridgewater is older technically. He's more experienced technically. He has more of a reputation in the NFL technically. But Drew Locke doesn't feel intimidated. He feels 
reinvigorated. He feels liberated having Teddy there because for right now, he's a boon, not an adversary, and it's going to make him better because iron always sharpens iron. That's the bottom line in the NFL. And for a player like Locke, where he learns by doing and he learns by failing, it's going to make him a better quarterback this season. For what it's worth, Teddy's been in the league since 2014. He's got 49 starts under his belt. Drew, been in the league since 2019, 18 starts under his belt. So still less than half of the total exposure to the league in terms of actual live bullet games. But 18 starts is enough, in my opinion. That's why I think for the Broncos, you know, this is it for Drew. Like you've you've been exposed to the league, the speed of the game, what NFL defenses do. Like this is it for you, buddy. If it's not going to happen now, it's probably not going to happen, at least not to the level everyone continues to hope. Uh, real quick here, shout out to these star superstar givers on Facebook. Gary Leeds Palmer, living legend. Travis Tarbox, what's up, dude? Another legend. I also see him on YouTube in the chat. Eddie, we grab Dave Glassman, legend. Love you guys. Appreciate each and every one of you for, for the love. And we'll come back and, and try and make sure we, we uh, get everybody on Facebook that's uh, supporting, supporting the Huddle Up podcast. Um, Gary, appreciate it, buddy. All right, so real quick, let's grab Doug. There he is. What's up, Doug? Hope you're doing well. Still really uh, stoked on your YouTube profile pic. You know, I got to say, from a fashion perspective, anything designed by Zach Kelberman, usually pretty pretty good call. He says, yeah. "What up, Chad and Zach? What do y'all think is going to be the de- who do y'all think is going to be the defensive MVP on the Broncos?" Much love. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag go Broncos. Who's the uh, MVP this year for the defense when it's all said and done, Zach? Von Miller, and I just see the old. Bulldog Pitbull Vaughn coming out this season. He's well rested off the injury. He's fully healthy now, and he'll hopefully have Bradley Chubb working opposite him. I just feel like it's to show not just the Broncos, but the entire NFL. Listen, I am a future Hall of Fame pass rusher. I am one of the best to ever do it. I am a Super Bowl MVP. And I am coming for what's mine in this league. And he's ready to show people this is my opinion based on his interview, Chad, his, his, in his press conference, he's just wants to go back to kicking ass and taking names. Literally, it's what he said. He wants to beat Kansas City this year. I just see Vaughn having a 12, 13 to 15 sack type season under Fangio. It could be his last hurrah in Denver, and I think he's going to go out with a bang. Yeah, he was. he's so motivated to beat the Chiefs. He was using expletives when he was asked about the subject, right, on, on Monday. I loved seeing that, you know, bending the rules a little bit. Travis says – hoping that Vaughn wins Defensive Player of the Year this season. That's one thing that's eluded him in his storied career. Should have won Excellent point. Excellent point. Freaking Khalil Mack. One vote. Rigged. A shout-out to Greg. What's up over there? He's uh, watching on Twitter tonight. Says Facebook wouldn't let him watch, so he came over to Twitter. Congrats. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, All right, real quick here. Facebook censoring? Wow. Uh, Also, shout-out to Albert, who his new digs are – in enemy territory. I'm curious. You'll have to message me and let me know, Albert, how the how the new setup is going. Uh, did you buy it off more than you could chew, or was it exactly what you thought it was going to be? Guys, Albert's setup, it's so cool. Uh, you follow him on Twitter, connect with him on Facebook or whatever. Facebook, you know, I don't think he does Twitter, um, and ask him about it, but it is dang cool. In fact, Albert, we'll get you on the show here very, very soon, and then you can kind of tell everybody the special new digs that you find yourself in. It's unique. I never met anybody – but Albert and his wife, Michelle, who did what they did in terms of moving from one state to another and where they landed, 
home, I guess. It's a home now, right? All right. Well, that's for another time. He says, woohoo. Welcome to the little one, Chad. Your wife is a rock star. Prayers and love for Michelle and I. Appreciate that, Albert. You the man. Uh, give my best to Michelle. All right, real quick. I want to, John, I know we have multiple superstars that have been patient. Uh, let me see. In fact, actually, I want to grab Simon real quick, and then I want to get this piece from Ryan O'Halloran. Uh, Simon, up in Canada, thank you for the generosity and support, as always, my friend. We love you. Appreciate you. He says, congrats on the baby. Happy news. Thank you. Still want Locke to start, but I'm starting to accept that Teddy Two Gloves may be what the coaches roll with. Either way, can't wait. And who else is pumped to watch Baron Browning play this year? I yeah, guys. Hopefully, Zach, I don't know. Did you check out the fourth installment of the uh, No Shortcuts little documentary that Broncos Media PR did? I watched it today while I was at the gym doing my doing my mile, and it was the best one of the four because it actually lets you inside the, the the building in the room for the actual Broncos draft, some of the conversations that took place, some of the not so much debates, but as you were going around the room to the different scouts and you know Brian Stark who runs the college scouting, and they were talking about Patrick Sertan, why for Stark Sertan was his number one corner, and then they get to Javante Williams and just kind of that discussion man it was very illuminating to see why the broncos were so geeked up some of the conversations that there was a little clip that was put out prior that kind of spoiled some of it but some of the conversations that peyton had george peyton with some of the other gms out there trying to get deals done you know giving giving them small offers and then he's on the phone hangs up with the guy because he's got a better offer just really cool but my favorite thing about it zach was and you got to check it out is you get to see kind of into the, the window into Patrick Sertan's journey and having no clue. He, he had a feeling, according to him, he's like, I, I figured I was going to go somewhere between like seven to nine, seven to 10, something like that. But he had no clue it was going to be the Broncos because, and Peyton talks about this, they went to great length. I mean, they skipped the Alabama pro day. We saw that as like a, you know, hey, we're not interested in Mac Jones. But that was actually more about, we don't want to telegraph in any way, shape or form our absolute love and covetedness for Patrick Sertan. So just really cool stuff, guys. Go check it out if you haven't after this podcast. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I don't see Bridgewater starting, though. I think even Teddy realizes his own limitations, and he came in here at least initially to be the backup, and he wants to start. He admitted as much. I mean, who who doesn't want to start? Who wants to be a backup and get out of the limelight? But I think ultimately it's Locke's job to lose, and he has to really face plant or get injured to lose that job. But in terms of Baron Browning, my favorite – Sertan's great in all, Chad. My favorite pick, not only because of what he brings to the table, but the value – the Broncos got in him where they got him. I am so excited to watch him play this year. Shout out to the Mr. Rich 24 on Twitch. Appreciate you watching on Twitch. He says, what's up? I'm usually on YouTube, but uh, bot, I thought I'd switch up the platform this evening. Very cool. Make sure you sub over there, right? Make sure you subscribe. We're trying to grow our Twitch. All right, real quick, guys. I want to get to some content discussion here relative to the Drew Locke, Peyton Manning, Mr. Miyagi, thing that's been going on and credit to Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver post. Excellent piece. Uh, some really cool quotes from Peyton on the subject of drew luck. And we find out Zach that it was actually initiated by Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning calls drew luck says, Hey, I have a pretty good film set up at my house. If you want to come over and talk some ball and I'm going to quote uh, O'Halloran's piece quote. And with that Broncos quarterbacks, former and current met up twice earlier this offseason for a combined nine or ten hours, and it wasn't idle chit-chat. It was all about quarterback play, reading defenses, route progressions, offseason and in-season routines, leadership. A guy who has a Ph.D. in quarterback play, 293 regular season and playoff starts, talking with a guy who is still in the infancy of his pro career in Drew Locke. Uh, this is a uh, man in quote, probably more selfish for me to get my football fix going from watching film every day of my life to not doing it so much in retirement. Uh, it was pretty. It was a pretty healthy film session. Now, Zach, I want to get to some of the other things that he had to say here, Peyton Manning to the Denver Post, but it's kind of cool. They spent nine – imagine whatever realm of professionalism you're in, all right, it, whether you're a mechanic, whether you're a school teacher, whoever your idol is in your little realm of the universe, whatever path you've chosen professionally – Imagine that you got nine to 10 hours in the same room with the best person that ever did your job ever. And what would you ask him? How much could you learn? What a rare treat, I think, Zach, for Drew Locke. Well, I'm actually going to pause to allow the Locke critics to make their comments now before I start talking. So I'll give it a second. Okay. Did you hear what O'Halloran said there? The infancy of his career. So it's not just Chad and I saying that. It's a fact. He's had uh, a limited number of starts under his belt. And to your point, Chad, it'd be like Adam Schefter calling us and be like, hey, you want to go talk about rumors? You want to go see what's going on with this GM or that GM? So it's really cool that Peyton's doing this and that he initiated. It's unprompted. This isn't a PR stunt. It wasn't set up by Locks Camp or the Broncos. It wasn't being filmed for television. This is purely... One of, if not the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, mentoring because he wants to genuinely a younger quarterback that 
he has an investment in and he wants to see get better. He's not doing this with Carson Wentz. He's not doing this with Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't do this with Case Keenum or Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, you know, Paxton Lynch. He's doing this for with Locke, and there's a reason for that. Well said. I want to read a couple paragraphs here that O'Halloran wrote, his actual prose, because I think it really does posture this whole conversation in the appropriate way. This is O'Halloran writing, quote, Manning waited until the Broncos season was completed to reach out to Locke. Before he was an NFL MVP and a two-time Super Bowl champion, Manning went 3-13 and his rookie year with a league-high 28 interceptions, which is still a rookie record. He is acutely aware of the tribulations nearly every new passer encounters. Locke went 4-1 and to finish 2019, fueling optimism. The Broncos quarterback, Mary Round had stopped for the first time since Manning retired <clears throat> after the 2015 season, but Locke injured his shoulder early in a Week 2 loss at Pittsburgh last year, and things never really got better. He was 4-8 and eight in his 12 full-game starts, and his 15 interceptions were tied with Carson Wentz for the most in the NFL. Now, he goes on to talk about how Drew Locke made it a point to ignore social media, chatter, speculation, trades, this, that, the other, and negativity, which is crucial. But I want to get to this quote from, from Manning himself uh, in terms of you know his opinion on when you see quarterbacks, like if you look back to the 2013 MVP record-breaking season of Peyton Manning as a passer, that it'll probably someday be broken, but there's a chance it might not, right? Uh, well over 5,400 passing yards, 55 touchdowns. What went into that? According to Peyton Manning, those type of seasons, it's all based on what you did in the offseason. So if you really attack the offseason – uh, did all the right things, etc. It comes out in the wash come football season. And here's what he said, quote, I believe that whatever you do in season is all about what you got done in the offseason. I like it when I hear quarterbacks are doing things on their own. People say that you can't take it home with you. That's just not true for a quarterback. You're supposed to be taking it home with you. You're supposed to be thinking about it and having it on your mind. That's what Drew is doing, close quote. So Zach, Peyton Manning really seems to, and I don't think this is lip service. I think he appreciates the zeal with which Drew Locke has really attacked this 2021 offseason. And even Drew himself said on Monday when asked, hey, do you think the way that you've had to kind of throw yourself into the offseason and really work your tail off, is that just the price of admission for wanting to be an NFL starting quarterback? And he said yes. Man, somewhere Vance Joseph smiling, Chad. It seems like Drew Locks had many good days of practice in the offseason. And we went over his extensive offseason plan from the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to bed. It's all about quarterbacking. It's all about the Broncos, and it's all about getting better. And I think that Peyton likes his zeal, like you said. I also think Peyton, as a fellow quarterback, respects the grind and respects the work ethic because Peyton's been around long enough now where he's seen the Lynches, he's seen the Jamarcus Russells, he's seen the Ryan Leafs. I mean, that was a whole controversy when he was selected in and of itself, Leaf versus Peyton Manning. So the fact that, yeah, Locke isn't perfect, he's far from perfectly polished, but he's working his absolute ass off to get better and doing everything possible to achieve that goal. And I think Peyton uh, respects that. All right, I want to grab <clears> – <throat> this is a great piece, by the way, guys. Make sure you go read that uh, on the DenverPost.com. We can put the link in the in the uh, chat here. But one last thing that Peyton had to say, quote, I don't make excuses or defend Drew. 
And he's been very accountable in his comments and certainly knows what he needs to do and has a plan to do it. But I will say the greatest benefit I had as a player was having the same offensive coordinator, Tom Moore, for my first 13 years. Tom Brady had the same offensive system for every year in New England and Tampa last year pretty much got it to his system uh, by late in the season. It makes a big difference when you have continuity. In Drew's second year, he was already on his second coordinator, and then you add in the co- the virus you know, offseason. That's tough for any quarterback. I can tell during the meetings they had, the 9 to 10 hours, that he was excited about getting into the facility, getting with Pat Shermer, and being on the same page because they didn't get to do that last year. They didn't start meeting until August, which is insane. Close quote. Now, Zach, the truly deranged, you know, those who are the most caught up in locked derangement syndrome will say, well, yeah, you know, uh, Justin Herbert didn't get to see his coordinator face-to-face till August either, and look what he did. We shouldn't make excuses for Drew. I don't know if you guys noticed, all right, but that was an outlier type of season. Justin Herbert produced an outlier body of work, the best rookie season for a quarterback of all time. So trying to, in the same way that you can't compare Drew Locke's two years to John Elway, who was a Hall of Famer his first two years, and people get all apoplectic when anytime you try to do that or compare, you know, his first two years to Peyton's, you can't, they're outliers, right? You can't compare a contemporary guy who's going through the bumps and bruises to an outlier all-timer like that. In the same way, it's unwise, Zach, following that to its logical conclusion, to do the same with an outlier like Justin Herbert. Peyton Manning is telling you right now, continuity is the key. And finally, the Broncos wised up and they're giving it to him. Did did Peyton just put Locke in the same sentence as himself and Tom Brady? Broncos country is about to cancel him, Chad. I mean, that's, that's a bold declaration right there. But it's also... Everything he laid out, I'm not going to say like we know when we've been saying we know better than Peyton Manning, but we've been saying this about Locke since last season. He hasn't had those benefits of having the same coordinator. He was hurt last year by injuries and uh, the virus and the pandemic going on. I mean, those are all facts. And yeah, the Herberts out there, the outliers, sure, but I don't care about them. I care about Drew Locke. I care about the Broncos, and I'm focusing on that unique situation for what it is. And when you have someone like Peyton Manning coming out, once again, unprompted, this isn't a PR stunt. He didn't sign up for this. And when he's saying these things, he said it's insane that he hasn't had continuity. Insane is the word that he used. So don't take it from us. Take it from PFM. Amen. Amen. Let's grab this super chat here from The Brainstorm, a newer name on Super Chat. So welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter, my friend. Appreciate the support. He says, just showing some love from New Mexico. Very cool. Very cool. State of being, baby. Connect on Twitter. I, I see the three, too, so I'm going to just get to let him hate out there. Just obligatory. Let him hate. This is the superstar who I was trying to remember when we were talking about uh, Dale and Kiaka. Or, uh, we had another superstar, Hales from Hawaii, right here, straightforward 07. Good to see you. Thanks for the support, as always, my friend. He says, Aloha, MHH, Ohana. I don't know if I pronounced that correct, but he says, It's been a minute. Finally found time to support the cause. Hope all the hard work Drew is doing will show this season the Kobe mentality. Hey, preach, man. That's what we're hoping. And I honestly, you know, I'm out on a limb a little bit. It's I'm starting to stray, I think, probably a little too close to bold prediction. But I really do think all of the combined factors from the way he's attacked the offseason to 
just the competitive, you know, juice that's going to be extracted from this this quarterback competition with Teddy Bridgewater. I really do think fans are going to see a whole d- new, different Drew Locke in the best sense. Uh, you know, speaking of Kobe, I want to just relay one of my favorite Kobe quotes. R.I.P. Kobe. Put everyone on notice that you're here and you're for real. And I think Locke can do that this year. Very well said. Uh, here's Kane Dawson. What's up, Kane? Appreciate you, bro. He says, who is the greatest Broncos that get the least amount of credit, in y'all's opinion? Hashtag state of me. That get the least amount. Like, you could say from a truly meta perspective, Randy Gratishar, Tom Jackson, Carl Mecklenburg, Simon Fletcher, guys like that. But I'll throw a few names out there that people don't really probably talk about enough. Rod Smith. Rod Smith does not get the credit he deserves. This was a guy who was a freaking college quarterback at a small school, undrafted, scrapped his way onto the Broncos, had to go from being scout team guy to finding a, a path through special teams to ending up being John Elway's number one wide receiver before he hung up his cleats. And by the time Rod followed suit and hung up his cleats, undrafted guy, two rings, multiple Pro Bowls, at least one All-Pro, and over 10,000 yards receiving, still is the number one in Denver Broncos history in the receiving department. Why this guy does – if this guy wore a star on his jersey, if this guy wore, you know, the Green Bay Packers yellow, you know, the, the cheese head, if he was a giant, if he was a stealer, he would be in the Hall of Fame. The only reason Rod Smith is not in the Hall of Fame is because he didn't get drafted. And that's a travesty. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. And not only that, Zach, but that was as a player. As he has, you know, time has marched on since he retired, he's continued to not only stay plugged in with the Broncos from an organizational perspective, but as we heard from Von Miller on Monday, he makes himself available. He gave a speech to the newly collected 2021 Denver Broncos, all the players in the room. And, you know, that is just valuable. This is a guy that is Hall of Fame heart, Hall of Fame resume, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a really good one. Another name that popped into my mind was Al Wilson. I don't know, maybe a little obscure. And also, I hate to be morbid, but Darren Williams. I, I know Broncos country knows all about him, but he really could have been an all-time great if not for the unfortunate incident that unfolded. So uh, I think Rod, though, is the best answer here. Crudum, what's up, Chris? Good to see you, buddy. It's been a minute indeed. Appreciate the congrats. He says, I'm struggling to watch live these days, busier than usual, but I always watch at some point. Love the article about Manny preaching continuity as the key to success for Drew Luck. And it's not just for Luck's benefit, by the way, Chris and Zach. Pat Shermer, I keep having to hammer this home. He is going to benefit from having the same collection of guys, knowing his skill position guys, knowing what they do best, his quarterbacks, you know, his offensive line. I'm expecting to see, even in a modest sense, Pat Shermer's production improve in his <laughs> performance in 2021. Can't get much worse, can it? I just hope he finds the playbook and opens up a little more, you know, opens up the plays a little more. Uh, speaking of Kiaka, here he is in the house with a very generous super. Good to see you, Thank buddy. You. Thank you for the support. Love you. And, um, hey, man, I hope you were serious about – September 26th, week three, home opener, MHH tent, tailgate at the field, right? And power field at Mile High, we're going to be there. Four Hope months, there. exactly. It's going to be a guest. That's right, four months. He says, my brothers, in relation to the Jerry Judy interviews last year, this new Jerry Judy seems like a different guy. 
I like what I see. Chad, congrats on the baby boy. Give him knuckles <laughs> from Uncle, uh, Uncle Kiaka. I will, dude. Trust. I will. But, yeah, guys, in case you missed it, what he's alluding to here is Broncos Media. I think it was Phil Milani. A little feature that you can find on their Twitter. We'll probably do a story on it. Some of the things Judy had to say at milehighhuddle.com, if not tonight, tomorrow. But long story short, Jerry Judy's tonality is definitely different. And he is acknowledging that, look, I didn't quite um, – I wasn't quite equal to my opportunity, right? The Broncos' number one guy goes down. You think, no problem. You got freaking Jerry Judy, first-round pick. Let's go. And he played okay. He produced. He got upwards of, what was it, Zach, 800-some-odd yards and whatnot. But the drops were daggers. And, you know, just you can't have them. You can't have them. And he fell on that sword like a man. He owned up to it, said, look, I got a lot to prove, and I'm going to prove it. And I liked hearing that from Jerry. You know, you still got to see it come out in the wash, but I liked the shift from from the former first-round pick. Yeah, he fell on the sword after taking it and stabbing in the back of Pat Shermer and Drew Locke during the season, Chad, about the balls that were getting thrown his way or, or the lack thereof. And here's my take on Jerry Judy. He's saying all the right things right now, but he's a receiver. He has one job catch the passes that are thrown to him. When he starts doing that, I'll believe it's a turnaround. Until then, he is Butterfingers Judy all the way. Uh, Dale, what's going on, buddy? Good to see you. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Appreciate you. Looking forward to talking with you soon. He says, Priests and John love this show. Been looking forward to the show all day. I personally think there is a better chance Deshaun Watson lands in Denver now than Rodgers, but I don't think either happens. Has there been some movement on the Watson front? I've been a little less focused on the newswire the last couple of days, getting things ready for for the baby. 
Uh, apparently, he still wants out of Houston, and I believe he's on the verge of settling those uh, sexual misconduct settlements. So I think he'll get traded. I don't think he's coming to Denver, though. So we can we can kind of, kind of remove his name from the whole conversation. I don't know, man. It ain't over till it's over. One thing I saw from you know just the gut feeling from watching Peyton George Peyton operate since he arrived, and then you know seeing these no shortcuts behind the scenes stuff. This is a guy that has no compunction with swinging for the fences. Even if it means he strikes out, he's going to swing, you know? And I think if he really thinks he can improve the team, he'll swing at it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean he'll connect. Doesn't mean it's going over the fence, you know, home run, but he'll swing. So it's still a situation to monitor, but I agree that the odds of it happening for Broncos, for the you know Broncos fans that just want anyone but Drew, it's still minutely slim. Well, the thing about Watson is even if he's cleared, he might be still suspended under the conduct, the policy conduct policy. So uh, there's there's a there's no guarantee he's going to play the entire season. And I don't see a team willing to give up, you know, two first round picks to acquire someone that could be suspended for some, if not all of the coming season. Zach jumps in, burn the guitarist after gracing us with his presence and uh, helping carry the water with some content offers up a super chat. That's why you are a, a MHH Mount Rushmore superstar, dude. So thank you, buddy. He says, hey, guys, I was thrilled to be on. Thanks for having me. You the man. Thank you, Zach. I'm just plugging in my lap. You give me one second here. There we go. Uh, all right. We are at 51 minutes. Got to keep it relatively tight tonight. I got Beowulf. a lot still to do uh, before tomorrow morning. So Beowulf, hey, dude, if you're on Twitter, connect with us. I, I look for you anytime you super, but no dice. So thank you for the support. He says our defense will be number one offense top 15 with its weapons honed. Peyton made the right moves. Chad made a fairy. God Bronco bring you a spunky little, my little pony. Congrats. Beowulf approves go Broncos. Appreciate that, buddy. Really do appreciate it. But what do you say Zach about number one D top 15 offense? Is that uh, realistic for Broncos fans to aspire? They better be close to number one on defense, if not number one overall, considering the the depth of talent they have, the coaching, and the the urgency they have with Fangio and the coaching staff uh, this season. And if they have the number one defense, and that means they're forcing turnovers, and if they're forcing turnovers, they're putting the offense in good situations. And if the offense is in good situations, that means the offense is probably scoring and capitalizing. So it really works Hand in hand, and I, I believe it's well within the realm of possibility. The Broncos finished top fifteen, top sixteen. It all depends on Locke, of course, but the talent they have from the offensive line to the receivers, the running backs. If he can just be average under center, they could be a top fifteen team. I'm going to say I find it more likely that the offense is top fifteen than the defense number one. That might sound hot takey, but I think Vic Fangio's defense—they're going to finish somewhere in the top ten. It's very dependent on luck in terms of the health uh, thing and the injury bug and, you know, Vaughn's old Chubbs now got an ankle, you know, certain things need to fall their way and that they could be number one. I'm I'm not saying they won't be. I'm just saying, I actually find it more probable that this ends up being a top 15 offense than the number one defense overall, but who knows, maybe we'll look back in uh, retrospect and it'll look like I've been smoking crack here, but Tom, what's up dude again. Thank you for the super. He says, wasn't Locke the only rookie Q in NFL history to pass for three touchdowns in his first game against Houston? And can't Locke haters see we have something here? You're half there. Locke was the first quarterback, rookie quarterback in NFL history to pass for three touchdowns and 300 yards in his first 
road start. So that's the actual record that Locke still holds, I'm pretty sure. Should have been four touchdowns. Cut him now. Am I doing it <laughs> yeah. right? No kidding. No kidding. Love you, Tom. Uh, Kane, again, appreciate the congrats, my friend, and appreciate the uh, the super chat. It means a lot. All right. Um, here's Joe D on YouTube. You guys do more than you probably realize at this point. Let's just say something extremely traumatic has happened in my family recently, and knowing I had you guys to listen to helps so much. Thank you. Hey, dude. Wow. That's very humbling. Yeah. That's very humbling, but uh, that's cool, dude. I'm glad to, that we could, in our way, you know, help you not so much escape, but, you know, uh, take the edge off and hopefully find some community, focus on something that you love. Football, the Broncos brings you joy. And if we played a part in that, uh, that's very, very humbling. And we appreciate you sharing that with us and hope things are, are going better for you. Yeah, Joe, my condolences for whatever is going on in your family, but anything we can do to make it better, please reach out and let us know, and uh, we appreciate your viewership tonight. Straightforward again from Paradise. Appreciate you. He says the No Fly Zone 2.0, Orange Crush 3.0. Can't wait to watch the defense. Uh, What's that one? What am I seeing? My eyes, is that explode? You know, I think it's explode emoji, right, or smoke? Smoke, smoking the opponents. I don't know. What will we be calling our offense? Mm, good question. Good question. Competent. Let's start with that. <laughs> Go uh, from there. I don't know. That's a good one. We'll have to think about that. I'll have to think about that. Nothing I could feel confident with is coming to, uh, to mind right this second, but we'll circle back to that. Ask us again. I'll put some thought into it. Lock and roll. There you go. Lock and roll. Lock and roll. Two smoking barrels. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Jason Christopher, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Been a minute. Appreciate you. Thanks for the congrats. Much love. Means a lot. Um, also, Gilbert Davis in the house with us here tonight. Gilbert, welcome. Thank you. Connect with us on Twitter. Appreciate your support. He says, Russell Wilson was identified as special before the first game. True. He obliterated Matt Flynn in that preseason uh, training camp competition because remember Matt Flynn was the guy the, the Packers sat Rodgers because they had clinched you know the one seed or whatever and Matt Flynn came in and threw six touchdown passes in the season finale and then hit free agency and Seattle paid him and when I, I mean that was the end of the 2011 season Seattle paid this man he was going to be the man Russ came in Zach had this dude dead to rights before they even got to the preseason by the time you get to the regular season it was Russ's team I don't know what the the comment here is, is positing that Locke is not Russell Wilson. I mean, Wilson, he wasn't identified as that special considering he was a mid-round pick. So how special could he have been coming out? of? I know in his first couple starts he looked really good, but he had a different supporting cast. I believe better coaching, better players. I just think it's apples and oranges. Let Locke have this season. If he bombs, he bombs. You don't have to compare him to other quarterbacks when every situation, every single one is unique. And it's another, Gilbert, think about this. It's like I said earlier, you're comparing him to another outlier. Like Russell Wilson's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. And you're comparing Drew to that. But how many quarterbacks who are amongst the best currently? I mean, even Drew Brees, who just retired. He didn't become Drew Brees, Drew Brees, till you could argue New Orleans. But at least it was his third year, I think. They won double-digit games in San Diego. I mean, it took him time to marinate. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers in 2008, his first year that he was the starter. He didn't become that Aaron Rodgers until the year they won the Super Bowl, two years later, 2010. You can go on the list. Sure, there's the -the out-of-the-box studs like Russell Wilson, who, by the way, didn't win at all as a rookie, got to the playoffs, played well, was a sensation, won it all his second year. You can compare Drew to outliers like that. But I'm telling you, you end up, it's like chasing your tail, you know? So just just focus on the best thing when it comes to Drew Locke, guys, is listen to one of the all-time greats in Peyton, who's, who's basically preaching a little bit more patience. Drew knows what he has to do to lock this thing down and, and satisfy everyone's expectations and continuity. Give him those things and then let the, chi- the, let the chips fall. And if they fall in a way that uh, proves or suggests that Drew's not the guy, there's no more – time to doubt whether it's true or not. If Drew doesn't, I, I hate the double negatives, but if Drew doesn't leave no doubt again, the Broncos are moving on. That's it. Yeah, and for every quarterback that, you know, is ready out of the box, there's 10 quarterbacks that don't have a box. That sounded weird. But it's true. I mean, there's outliers in every era of the NFL. There's there's outliers every single year. What about Josh Allen? He was pretty horrendous his first year, and then it took until year two and to really get going to the quarterback that he blossomed into. So to compare Locke to any of those guys, Peyton Manning, for example, with the interceptions, or Elway starting slow, every situation is unique, and I continue to stress that. Dave says 12-5 and five with Drew starting. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a flip. Okay. I love it, dude. Love it. Um, all right. Let me see here where we're at, we're at the one-hour moment, or Mark. Oh, Michael, good to see you, dude. It's been a minute. Appreciate the super chat. He says, I believe Fangio will go with Bridgewater if Locke doesn't show a ton of improvement in camp. Fangio wants ball control and to let his defense win the game. I believe it's Locke's job to lose. Damn, Zach and I always disagree. Um, I think it really comes down to this. If Drew Locke is throwing, giving the ball away a lot in camp in the preseason, that's really probably the only thing that's going to allow Teddy Bridgewater in the heart and mind of Vic Fangio to leapfrog Drew. That's what it will take. So if Drew's not, even if Drew plays pretty bland, moves the chains a little in preseason on, you know, two or three possessions a game, whatever they get, doesn't turn the ball over, he'll still be the guy week one. It's only if you see a, raining down of continued giveaways that Vic Fangio is just going to say, okay, that's what I needed to know. Thank you, Drew. Sit down, Teddy, go, go, you know, be the 180 yards on, you know, 18 completions, one touchdown, no picks. And let's hope to God, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams can, can do something. I mean, yeah, first of all, I'll take it point by point here. I do believe Fangio will replace Locke if he doesn't uh, perform well, if he's not up to snuff, if he hurts the team, then Bridgewater will and should come in. And I said that as a Locke supporter. Also, of course, Fangio being an old-school, hard-nosed, defensive-minded head coach, he wants ball control, ground and pound, and let his baby, the defense, win the game. It is Locke's job to lose as well. So, Michael, you and I actually agree on more than you think we do. Appreciate you, Michael. Seriously, it's good to see you, buddy. All right, last one, I think, from Kiaka, and then we got to dip on out of here. Nope, one more after him. Kiaka, again, confirming. Chad, yes, I will be there for the MHH tailgate. Dope, dude. It's going to be so fun. We're talking about it right now. We're not full-on promoting it yet, but we will be. It's locked in stone. It is happening. So, guys, we want as many of you there as can get there. And once we get a little closer – 
the, you'll know how to find us, you know, what we're going to be doing exactly, all the details, all that stuff. But it's happening, gang. And Kiaka, we can't wait to meet you, buddy. And we're getting a dunk tank. So if that incentivizes all of you to dunk me in some water, let's do it. Also, we need to get you on the show, Kiaka, before then. I know we talked about that. Have We haven't actually got you on the schedule yet, right? So DM me, dude. Let's iron that out. And if we did, just forgive me. I got, I'm got i juggling so many things right now. With If I turn this in my office, let me show you guys something. Oh, actually, uh, I'm not going to fiddle with it. But right behind this banner, the Sports Illustrated banner, is a crib and a bunch of other stuff. Because where I'm sitting right now, this is going to be baby room. And my new office, MHH Command Center, is a really cool, really cool shed that I, I spent some coin on. It's set up inside, drywalled, soundproofing, <clears throat> the whole nine yards. It's going to be dope. And I'm going to, I've filmed a lot of this stuff. I'm going to, you know, put some content up so you guys can see what it looks like uh, once it's all said and done for uh, our, our superstars and our supporters. So uh, straightforward 07 again. Thanks, buddy. And he says lock and loaded as far as the name for the offense. I like it, dude. It has a ring to it. We'll see. What about for Bridgewater, though? That's the other thing. Bridge over Mile High Waters. Bridge, yeah. bridge the, bridge the gap. Bridge the divide. I don't know. Orange Tide says Veach. I like it. I like it. it has a ring to it. Uh, Eric, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Appreciate the super. He says, like the coaches, Locke is fighting for his job. Will he change things up at the line when he doesn't like the crap Shermer is calling? That's a good question, man. That'll, you know, those are the type of things you don't ever know, learn about till well into, you know, history, <clears throat> but or the future, I should say. But if he's truly as confident as he's sounding, I think it all comes down to production. If he's out there dicing it up and putting points on the board and feeding the guys, he's going to feel like he has the prerogative and purviews act to do those kind of changes. But if he's still worried about Teddy and he's playing tight and he's, you know, in his head a little bit, you probably won't see some of that stuff. So we'll see, man. A big part of this battle, of course, is what takes place between the years. Well, if he's studying with Peyton Manning, I mean, no one is better in the history of the game than audibling out of plays at the line of scrimmage and being his own coach on the field. I'm not saying he's Peyton, but I hope he has that the alpha mentality enough to overrule his coach when he deems it's necessary. Maybe not in week one, but by midseason, I hope he's confident enough to go out and perform to the best of his abilities, even if that means changing the play. Drew, um, hope the stuff that you've been dealing with, that you're – you got it locked down. Hope everything's okay. <clears throat> We're glad to have you, man. Welcome back, yeah. and uh, hope you have a good night, and things are okay, buddy. We got to get out of here, though, guys. Um, I'll see you on Sunday night. Thank you for the stars, by the way. Um, I'll see you on Sunday night. We got a few questions, like, from Michaela wanting to know what the baby's name is going to be. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, there's three names, all right? There's three names in contention. Um, I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to tell you which one I like. All right. One of them is from me. One of them's from my wife. One of them's from my daughter, my daughter. She's like dog on a bone on this thing, naming the kid. Like I'm almost afraid to not name this kid the name she wants. Cause she's the one that's probably going to half raise him. You know what I mean? Big she's, she's going to be 11 by the time. Anyway, here you go. Theodore. All right. Going to be called Theo. That's one. Raylan. Not to be confused with Ray Lynn, Ray Lynn, anyone ever watched the, the show Justified, right, with the U.S. Marshal gunslinger guy? 
that's where that name came from, Raylan, R-A-Y-L-A-N, and um, Holden, H-O-L-D-E-N. Those are the three contenders right now. Tell us in the chat. I'll show my wife. You tell me which ones you guys like in the chat, and uh, we'll lean that way. Theo, Raylan, Holden, let us know. But we're waiting until we lay eyes on the kid before we officially make our decision. Whoops. Um, It's Theo. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) All right, guys. Got to go. Don't worry, though. I'm gone tomorrow, but Zach and John, they're going to lock it down. It's going to be a great Mile High mailbag, no doubt. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Don't forget to, uh, while you're at it, make sure you are tuning in tomorrow morning because Tuesdays and Thursdays, Broncos for breakfast. Nick Kendall, Scott Kennedy, been getting a lot of just phenomenal feedback and positivity from the listeners on that show. Two very knowledgeable guys on football. We weren't sure if you guys wanted or how well a morning drive type of show would do if it would fit into your schedules, but so far so good. If you have missed that, guys, make sure you have your phones ready to roll, 8 a.m. Mountain Time, 10 Eastern, Broncos for breakfast every Tuesday and Thursday. Don't uh, don't forget that. Other than that, Zach, have a great show tomorrow night, great weekend. Sign us on out of here, bro. Well, Chad, uh, in advance, I'd like to say I hope everything goes perfectly well. I'm sure I'll be texting you tomorrow while everything's going on, but uh, we're going to miss you on here. And But family is most important. And congrats once again on the birth of Theo Jensen. That's the name we're going with. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, Chad will be back hopefully Sunday, but tomorrow night for the Mile High Mailbag, our favorite pot of the week, it's going to be John K, MHH, and I holding it down all night long for an hour. Get your questions in on Twitter to us real quick at Kelburn NFL on Twitter for me and at John KMHH for John, the producer. You can also follow Chad at Chad and Jensen. And please guys follow the mothership account at mile high huddle. Sorry. That was my fault. By the way, I was, I was reading some of the comments on the names. I forgot to pull them up. So as you were, you can follow the podcast at huddle up pod. Uh, be sure to hit the store at huddleuppod.com. Get your swag, get a hat, coffee cup, mug, et cetera, et cetera. Also, facebook.com slash Huddle. Big blue button. Become a supporter today. Exclusive content. Kelberman's Corner on Sunday. Trickle Zone Saturday. You don't want to miss it. I promise you that with that, if you can't do anything, we definitely understand. Three things, though. Subscribe, like, and share. Helps us out more than you know. But once again, we're off tonight. Back tomorrow night, John K. and I for the Mile High Mailbag. Chad's off. Once again, congrats, Chad. I'll see you hopefully Sunday, if not Monday. Take care, guys. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.